Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Too Good to Be True podcast. I am your host, Pascal Mayala, aka Le Maréchal, aka the Black Leopard, aka the Black Phantom. Um, we got a lot of topics to talk about today, and um, if you're new on this uh podcast or you're a new listener on this podcast, I welcome you to the Too Good to Be True podcast that we talk about sports. Culture and sneakers, sometime. Or if you're a, a listener, do I've been do I've been listening since uh, just January January twenty fourth, two thousand twenty four. I'm so grateful and humbled that you guys are a true loyal fan of this podcast. Now, let's talk about something today. That uh, that uh, I want to talk about about the topics that I will choose, and don't forget, you can you can listen to this podcast on 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 Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, and Google uh, Podcast Manager, and maybe I will extend more on other platform on this on this podcast. So you'll never know. Or maybe in the future I will do a, a YouTube channel. You'll never know what's going to happen with this podcast. So let's get started. We, I want to talk about um, Cam Newton. After a week of uh, of uh, social media and weeks that people was talking about Cam Newton fighting in his 7-on-7 uh, uh, camp. Cam Newton has finally spoken. If you haven't listened to his uh YouTube channel Fortin One Fortin One with Cam Newton, you can go you can go watch it on YouTube, or you want or you want to listen to the sneak peek that I will, that I will, that I will, that, I will, that I will talk that I'll let you listen. You'll be glad to listen. But before before I do that, let's talk about what happened for the people who were not uh, aware what happened. So I think it was a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Cam Cam Newton, Cam Newton, a former uh, QB for the Carolina Panthers, a former MVP who led his uh, the Panthers to the Super Bowl 50 against the Denver Broncos. And, you know, he lost to the Super Bowl. Got into to a scuffle during his 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, uh, camp versus the TSP on, his, uh, 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 on the football field. So if you haven't seen the video... You can go watch it on social media, on YouTube. A lot of people talked about it. Um, even I covered it. Covered it. Uh, I, I believe it was last week. Last week, I talked about it, and I got my opinion about it. And we didn't know what happened, and we didn't have the uh, the not the resume. We didn't know about the detail what happened. During during the scuffle against those uh, teenagers, now Cam Cam Newton had spoken. So, I want you guys to listen, and 
listen to his version that what happened in that in that in in that in that fight and then uh, we'll go back to me and uh and I'll give my opinion so everybody this is the Kevin Newton speaking for the first time after after the fight off the field anything like that it's like so what really led to to this if you knew these guys and what led to this I think that's a part of sports you, you play tennis you play golf you play basket weaving you play cricket you play whatever sport obviously football is a very physical sport now people may say what is 707 okay. right 707 is a pass centric football game that it's not physical it's just whatever um and it's all in the game like verbal communication is what people use to distract to deter to to get in another person's head right and there was a lot of talking on both sides okay on all sides and let's just put it like that so i don't want to i don't want to point the finger and say well this person said this or that person said that it's it's all in the nature of sports okay you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and am i saying that this is the first time it happened or the last time it will happen it's just something that it starts with words and it should have ended with words okay that's it mm-hmm. and i think i i'm disappointed in myself by letting it escalate to what it to what it did Uh-huh. And that's why I'm apologetic to it. I, I, I've seen clips on clips on clips. I've seen, you know, the content that they put out or whatever. The truth of the matter is this. Me being in my position, I should have never put myself in that position. Uh-huh. That's just the truth. Because even then, it's like, that shit could have got ugly. Like, for real. It, it could have. And that's why I'm trying to bring the the seriousness to this situation like we can laugh about it we can we can play and and i will always try to bring humor into something that's lighthearted. but this is a serious situation that i even seen a clip that said like yo like people are laughing but they weren't laughing about nipsey yeah that's true you know what i'm saying or call it call it what you want it's like what if serious injury would have happened on either side uh, yeah Something happened to me. Something happened to them. Now, my eight children are fatherless now. Because mm-hmm. now I'm being sued. Now I got something. It's, it's, it's just bigger than a, what they say, don't make a rational judgment yeah. in the heat of the moment. And there's times where that wasn't even the worst That I've been through. You see what I'm saying? Like, I've rendered my time and people people think, like, why is Cam doing this? It's like, no, I, I cannot. I owe a due diligence. I owe a service to the kids to say, like, hey, if I see Cam, this is my opportunity to touch him, to talk to him, to laugh with him, to, you know, compete with him. Yeah. This is the only time that they may see somebody. So dare I say I'm not going to ever do it again, but yeah. I just let that situation escalate in a way that I, I didn't. So it didn't need. Now, what's the biggest misconception about? So you heard what uh, Cam Newton got to say about it. 
about the um the incident that happened during the the seven on seven and I'm sorry if uh this uh little uh, uh sound you heard uh, at the end um I had to do better than that my apology you you heard what cam Newton said if you really pay attention in the beginning what he said. He said that it was a trash talking before uh, uh, after the before the incident. So both teams were like what are not arguing but you know trash talking trash talking. You know trash talking is normal. It's no more in sport, it's no more on uh, on, on, on a day in life. A day in, in every every life, you know. Uh, it's it's normal. It's normal. So, I'm glad that Cam Newton spoke what he said because things could have been bad. The trash talking outside is normal, but what happened after the trash talking, and you saw the fight after the fight. Because somebody could get hurt. Imagine if um, somebody pulled up a knife or a gun, like he said on the, like he said on on uh, on the situation that happened. What happened? He got shot. It will be a different story. I'm glad that he didn't sue the 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 the, the person who fought. You know, it, it, and it, it, it's sport. If you never played sport, it's pretty much difficult for you to understand. But if you have played sports, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm glad that he apologized. And uh, and he can move on from it, but I will. But the one thing I will give Cameron an advice to him is that you better be careful who you trash talking. Trash talking used to be cool, which it is cool now. But some trash talking can be a uh, very very dangerous. It can be led to another another dimension that you and I you probably never know what's gonna happen. Argument, confrontation. Like you said, like you said uh, on the on the, what he said about uh, everybody will laugh, but they ain't no laughing what happened to Nipsey Hussle. Which is true. And I'm glad he brought the Nipsey Hussle situation. Because it got very bad. If you remember what happened to Nipsey Hussle in 2019 when he got shot by a guy. You probably know maybe because it was a misunderstanding, a miscommunication. Us black people... 
When I say black, I talk about African American. I talk about the African African. I'm more Afri- I'm 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 mixed. I'm pretty much African European and African Canadian. So uh, I'm pretty mixed. I'm Mister International. <laughs> but um, as black men and black women, we need to held ourselves accountable. We need to held ourselves that uh, if trash talking go to another dimension that somebody would get somebody will get a knife and kill you or stab you, that would be a different story. So I'm glad that Cam didn't uh um uh, apologize, which well, you should. You should apologize, and I'm glad that he moved on from it. And my advice to him: you gotta be careful. Just be careful. That's how I gotta say about that. Now, I before before we continue, I will say this: this is uh. This is uh, we're in the month of March, so happy Women's and Women's Women's Month today, and also March Madness is coming soon. We're, we're in March, so we gotta do the. I don't have I don't have the bracket with me, the March Madness, but I can't wait to see March Madness, NCAA March Madness. So if you're a fan of college basketball, this is for you. And also, the NFL Combine is still on, is continuing. And they they're trying to uh 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 re- look at uh, those uh the future uh, the future players who's going to be in the NFL draft. So if you watch it you watch it, go watch it, the, the, the NFL Network. And also, and we have good, great news from the Philadelphia 76er. On April 12th, Allen Iverson will get his sculpture in Philadelphia. They're trying to, like I said, they're gonna unveil it in April twelfth. That means probably the end of the regular season. And I will say this: congratulations, congratulations to Allen Iverson, um, because you know I will say this: growing up in Ottawa, we we don't have a basketball team. And five players I admired as a as a fan was Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, and Allen Iverson. I mean, Allen Iverson was so popular, and he was hip hop for the for the basketball world. I just add that. And everybody 
had an Allen Iverson jersey. Unfortunately, your boy Pascal never had a, a Allen Iverson jersey, but I did have a wristband and a headband, <laughs> like Allen Iverson. That's how much Allen Iverson impacted me in my life, and how popular how popular AI was. So, once again, congratulations! I can't wait to see it, and well and well deserve it. And also, stick with Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson did a, a, a tribute to the late, great Kobe Bryant. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, it is a eight-minute eight minute, eight minute um, 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 a, a video. So I just want to give you the sneak peek of it. So, uh, I want you guys to listen, listen to it, a sneak peek, and you can watch it the rest on YouTube. Uh, so, hear the sneak peek of the Dear Kobe from Allen Iverson. What's up? I'm former 76er, Georgetown Hoyer, and NBA Hall of Famer Allen Iverson. You might know me as The Answer or AI, but my friends call me Chuck. This is my story, originally written for the Players' Tribune. Please be advised, this article contains adult language. Dear Kobe, this is going to be tough, but I need to get this off my chest. Everybody clear out for me and Kobe. Clear the paint for Chuck and Kobe one last time. Kobe Bean Bryant, my guy. The first time I saw you playing against Black Jesus, you were 18 years old. I knew you were a killer. That's when I realized you were going to be a legend in this game. You were going hard at Michael Jordan that night. No fear whatsoever. I mean, I knew from passing you in traffic over the years that you were a dog. So, uh, you heard the sneak peek of uh, Dear Kobe from Aaron Harrison. Like he said, you can watch it on the Players' Tribute on YouTube. And I will say this, that is a beautiful tribute from AI because if you know, and especially this, this new generation don't understand how Kobe impacted and how AI impacted. Both guys were playing hard. If you remember watching the 2001 NBA Finals, that was the moment that I saw at NBA Finals. Like, damn, AI and Go Kobe going at it. And everybody remember the famous uh, uh, game one uh, in the finals when Allen Iverson crossed Toronto. And stomp on, uh, stomp on them. And there, there was another moment when Kobe and and uh, AI went trash talking back and forth. That was a special moment. Even though they were trash talking, they had a lot of respect. So that was a great tribute 
of Kobe Bryant by AI. That's, like I said, it's a beautiful tribute. Now, the topic that I want to talk about today is going to involve with uh, 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 Malcolm Hardman. If you don't know who's Malcolm Hardman, he is a, um, uh, I believe he's a player from the Chiefs. A right, I believe it was a wide receiver. Um, let me double check that. Let me check that. Uh, let me check that. Yeah, he's a right receiver. He is a right receiver uh, for the Kansas City Chief. Uh, who who won? Uh, uh, he's a yeah. He's a two time Super Bowl champion. Two-time Super Bowl champion with the Chief. And he did something that maybe it is true or not. That, that the Jets believed that uh, Malcolm, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm Hartman leaked a game plan during the, the last season against against the Jet the Jets, and this is pretty bad. On first take, Stephen Stephen A. Smith has something to say about this. I want you to guys listen this uh, this uh, this um, uh, what he's got to say, and and then you're gonna listen on my take. What about? What I'm about to say. Let me test it right now. If you are Cole Hardman, if the Jets, if there is a hole in there, oh, first of all, you got to speak on that immediately, like I said. That's that that that's grounds for, for, for a lawsuit. Seriously, if, if, if they are false, because that's a career ender, y'all. That's a career ender. What locker room could he possibly go in if somebody believes it's true? If there is, if evidence came out that this is remotely true, what locker room could he go in? Nah, he got to speak up today. And if the Jets are wrong, he got to consider legal action. Seriously. Because it doesn't get a greater indictment than Am I right, Lewis? Does it get any worse than this as an indictment yeah, yeah, against man. a player? No. No, I mean, no, you... Now, my take on, uh, on this situation. If it is true, that uh, Mel- Malcolm Hardy did not leak the, the jet plan, I think he should sue the jet. I mean... Like you said, what? I mean, but like you said, what? What locker room that he had to go in to to steal the 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 plan against the Jets? That's not normal. What kind of player does that? 
if it is if it is if it is not if it is true but if it's not true he should sue the jets which he got he got every right to to sue but if it is if it is true and I say the term if people because this is the first time I I, I see I heard it something like this happened this this is the first time and I know people will tell me well Pascal But what about the spy gates? What about the spy gates? Yeah, not really, because the spy gate is a little bit different than what probably Malcolm, Malcolm uh, Hardman did. It's two, two, two different, two, uh, a different thing. Like I always said, you can't compare. Bad behavior with other people's bad behavior. You can't compare to one shitty thing to another shitty thing. The one with the spy gate, it was terrible. It was horrible, and 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 the league had to do something about this, and they got every right to do it. Back then, this time is a little bit different. If it is not true, like I said, he should he should he should sue the New York Jet for lying about him, about him leaking the game plan against the Jet. Doing, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, let me let me let me look at at the ESPN. Um, The the last last the uh, last the last year um um uh regular season I I I want to I want to look at it right now I'm gonna look at it now when was it I think it was week week four yes. Week four, uh, a victory against the Jet, uh, 23-20. Yeah, it was week four during uh, the regular season. Like I said, if it is true, if it is true that he leaked, he's in serious trouble. Hardman's in, he, Hardman's in serious trouble. But if, if it is not true, I think he should, he should sue the New York Jets for the the lies that they they did about him, and also he need to speak up right now. Right now he need to speak up about this situation. Because you can't because you can't say oh he did it, and he's going to jail. What happened to to uh uh you innocent until proven guilty, proven guilty something like that. What happened to that to that law in the United States? Somebody in the U.S. tell me, send me a Twitter. I don't know about the 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 the, the United States law, the United States of America law. I this term is existed or is dead. Tell me, you're innocent until proven guilt guilty. And this innocent. It, 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 If this if this uh, uh, quote is, exists or not, 
Is somebody should be guilty or not? I'm just wondering. But um, but yes, if it is, if it's, if it, if it isn't true, that he um, um, that he um, that he didn't that that he didn't do it. He should sue the 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 New York Jet. Now. Before I, I I continue, I'll say thank you very much um, um, for the for the people who listen to this podcast. And uh, if you're new, like I said, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're family to me. If you're uh, a, a loyal, loyal, too good to be true podcast, I'll say also thank you very much to listen to my podcast. I'm so grateful, humble. And... Uh, I hope this this podcast will move forward to the future, and you don't know what you don't know. Maybe one day in the future, I'll probably do a, a YouTube channel, or 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 expand to other platform. So, so I'm grateful and thank you very much. Now, I want to talk about the. Uh, uh Kyan Anthony who is the son of Carmelo Anthony he got something to say about who is his goat in the NBA and i want you guys to listen right now and uh and i will give my opinion on this so please enjoy so um Listen to it right about now. As who is the GOAT basketball player? Paul George is the best player. Kobe. When are you going to say your dad? Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. The fact that you didn't say your dad first is crazy to me. I f*** with the fact that he puts me to the side and he don't put me in that category. But f*** out of here because you keep trying me. We about to be 17. You talking about going to college. I want to see where you at. But you got ones coming soon. Ones and 1,000%. You going to win? Am I going to win? I never lost an NBA one-on-one. So this is your Jake Shuttlesworth moment. This is, but I ain't going to Jake Shuttlesworth. I ain't going to kick the ball over. I ain't going to kick the ball. I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to have mama talking about Jesus. I ain't going to have that. You know what I'm saying? Now you heard what he's got to say. So for the people, um, um, who don't understand the background of this story? Um, Lara Anthony and his son Kyan Anthony went to complex and they did. Uh, I believe. Uh, I believe this show. A call. Uh, let, let me try to find. That. Let me try to. Uh, do, uh if I remember. Oh, is their show called Goat Goat Talk? So they asked they asked question and one 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 person had to answer who is the the goat of for for example you if who is the goat of music who's the goat of sneakers who's the goat of art so on so forth something like that. Lala asked the question who is the goat of, of basketball players. 
Italian answer that his GOAT is Paul George, Kobe Bryant, and you can see Lala was in shock, in, probably in disbelief, that he did not mention his dad first. So <laughs> you can say that you can say that that is the the the, the disrespect I ever seen in my life, the most disrespectful I ever seen from a son. About not putting his dad in goat conversation. You can see, you can see uh, Carmelo uh, Anthony's <laughs> re reaction. Not just angry, but just laughing on the. Uh, Uh, on his podcast with the, uh, I believe it's um, with Meryl, yeah, Mer uh, yeah, with uh, Meryl, uh, 7 p.m. in Brooklyn. Well, by the way, I love their podcast with the uh, with with the Meryl, which is excellent, by the way. And they got their special guest, their special guest, uh, Draymond Green, who came out on the podcast on this show. So what what do you what what is my opinion on this one? My opinion on this one is uh I don't have a problem with it not putting your father in the gold conversation. I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't I, I will not put uh um um who um um my dad on gold conversation because you know he The son have his own favorite players, you know. Even us as an adult growing up, you know, you know who, you know who's my goat. And my son have his. He's thought about who's the goat, so I don't have an issue with it. Now, if you ask me who is my goat, and his current goat, <laughs> you know, I love Demar Derozan. He's my favorite player because he played for my Raptors. I love Vince Carter too, because I'm a Raptor fan. And don't get offended, people, because I'm a Raptor fan. A kid who grew up in Ottawa. How come a, you can say this, Pascal? A kid who grew up in Ottawa and he's a Raptor fan. Yeah, because in in Ottawa we don't. It's not known as a basketball town. It's known as a hockey town. Hockey town in Ottawa is number one. So. Uh, Don't get offended, people. But uh, if you ask my personal goat, I would say Michael Jordan. So that's simple as that. He's the goat. And <laughs> that I don't have an issue with the uh, with the what the Kyan had to say. Not the news. The about the. That that uh, that I try to to watch on social media, on media. Um, Jordan Poole is talking about the new generation. I don't know what he's talking about, but I will let you guys listen. And I want I want to have some my opinion and my takes on it. So he's talking about the new uh, generation of basketball, in his opinion. So, um, let's listen to what you got to say. Like in this new generation, because, you know, growing up in this new generation, 
athlete, and everything yeah. social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's lights, yeah, spotlight. Yeah, yeah. Like, how has it been for you to be able to stay low and still do that? You went to Lalamere. It's not like you've been yeah. you've been in the spotlight for yeah. minutes. So. Yeah, yeah. I have never been that way. You know, you. It's almost like natural. Um, and I've. I'm more of an old soul. That makes sense. So that goes to the new generation who wants to post everything. Um, show that they're in the gym. Show that they're like shooting on the court after a game. It's about the views. It's about the clickbait. It's about like making fun of people online, right? That's just what's hot. That's what's new. That's what's trendy right now. I've never really been that type of guy. Um, always been humble. Always been modest. God fearing. Um, so I just come in. I get my work in. Uh, great teammate. Try to help help my teammates get better. Um, to be a good person. And um, I just love to hoop. So at the end of the day, that's just going to show. My talent's going to show. Um, the hard work is always going to get put in, and I'm just trying to be a good example for um, those who go through tough times. I mean, it comes with every, everybody goes through tough times. Um, but it makes us stronger. We grow from it. We learn from it. Um, we're going to look back at this in a in a little bit and just laugh at it, honestly. So this is what uh, Jordan Poole got to say about the new generation of uh, young generation of basketball. And I got to say this, he's not wrong. He's absolutely right. Because today, uh, 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 society, kids, uh, and we, and we, uh, I, we live in a world with uh, with social media that kids on uh, on a, on on their Instagram, you know, just for looking for likes, especially when you play sports. And I I'll say this is pretty much sad. They don't put up the work. They don't. They're not humble. You know they think they're the 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 cool things in, in sliced bread, and 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 then when they come to the NBA, they bring a harsh reality. And I would say that the 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 the, the new generation of this of kids who playing basketball, don't do uh do this for clickbait. Don't do this because uh. Because you know, because you see a crowd and you see fan are hyped, and you gotta do a move or a crossover, and you can want to get a uh, one thousand likes. No, that's not how the that's not how it, it works in the in this real world. You gotta be humble. You gotta put the work. One thing is missing about the MB and the actually. In, in, in the AAU is the fundamental. And I think the AAU in the USA has pretty much ruined because they're playing like, what, six games into practice once, which is kind of ridiculous because now when they go to the next level, they're going to be exactly, they're going to be exactly the same player. There's no progress there's no uh, 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 um, humbleness because they think they, they got everything, like everything that have been handled. And um, 
That's not how the real world works. That's why you see a lot of European when they come to the United States, they are humble, or or, or someone from a foreign country, or are like ourselves, like ourselves, um, as Canadian, and I'm still Canadian in blood. We we are humble. We are humble because. Because we, we, we want to work. And I'm so proud of what Jordan Poole got to say. Because we don't see a lot of players even in the United States to get humble. We, we need to be humble. So this is what I got to say about that. Now, we can talk a lot of things. So we got like twenty minutes. So we, so I got we got twenty minutes. So let's enjoy this. So I was watching a, a nightcap with uh, Shannon and uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, said, "Sorry, sorry, sorry about this." I was watching the. Uh, Nightcap with uh, um, with Shannon Sharp and uh, and uh, Ocho Cinco, Chad Ocho Cinco, and they try to debate what who what is the greatest album ever. So I want you guys to listen to this, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna listen to my opinion about it. Kevin Durant says Drake's Certified Lover Boy is his uh-huh. favorite album ever. What's your favorite album ever? Oh, that's easy. From top to bottom or bottom to top, whichever way you want to go, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. I would need you to be specific when you talk about, for me, right? Uh, like rap, right. for me, it's All Eyes on Me, the double album by Tupac. For real? Yeah. Then you got Dre's album, you got Snoop, The Chronic. How The Chronic is not up there. Hey, you know what's funny? The Chronic would be good, but I don't think The Chronic or Snoop Dogg would really resonate with today's kids because the sound of music has changed. That old stuff still hit. It does hit, but you ask some of the younger generation to listen to some of the stuff from back then, they'd be like, man, what the hell is this? You heard what Chad Ochoa got to say. So, Shannon Sharp said that The Chronic of Dr. Dre, that's his favorite album, Lauren Hill, uh, not Lauren Hill, but uh, Chad's favorite album is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which, by the way, I did listen to this album a long time ago. It is awesome. Uh, actually, both of the, uh, all three of them, All Eyes on Me, I have it on my, um, on my, uh, my original laptop in my house. I still, I, I just put it on my, on my original, my old laptop that I have. And I gotta say this, all those all those albums are, are, are pretty a great album. If you ask me what is my favorite, favorite album, the greatest album ever, in my opinion. So I got two favorite albums that I love. One is 50 Cent and uh, Get Richard Die Trying. That that is a classic album. 
that I, that, that, that I love, by the way. I love this album. And my second album is Lil Wayne, The Carter Tree. That has to be one of the best albums I ever heard from Lil Wayne. I don't care what people got to say. Lil Wayne, The Carter Tree is one of my favorite albums of all time. So, come, uh, come f- debate with me. Come, come fight me on, on social media. So, but, but, uh, that's one of my favorite albums. Now, Taylor Rooks, uh, talking about, uh, about, uh, um, something about her emotion. During a segment with uh, uh, Joy Taylor under under uh, new podcast, the Two Personal Show, which by the way I listened to it, I listened to it, which is is pretty cool. You can see two women uh, uh, have a sit down talk about about their emotion because we don't really see emotional women when they don't talk about sport. So I want to give you uh the um, what Taylor Rooks got to say about her emotion, about the process, about the uh, anxiety, mental health, and uh, here she got to say something about that. Therapy, though, we've been talking a lot about my mom and about our relationship, and how sometimes it's very hard for me to show my emotions because growing up I didn't always see emotions I feel like I'm gonna cry now because I'm thinking about the conversation but I told my therapist that I wanted to talk to my mom about this because I can't remember times that like I even saw my mom be emotional and I in turn am not very emotional even though I'm crying right now I'm not a crier like I was therapy's working um And so I said to my mom, I'm like, you know, in therapy, we've been talking a lot about the fact that like, I never, I never feel sad or I never, I I don't necessarily, I kind of work on autopilot a lot of the times. And I just said like, why do you feel like maybe that is? And she is just talking to me about how I was growing up and the things that she had to deal with when I was growing up and that sometimes it was hard for her because she was feeling like she was in turmoil with things with her personally. And so she didn't always even have the capacity to show emotion. She just wanted to be like this steady hand. So I'm more picking somebody that I gained such tremendous faith in my mom and having that conversation because going into it, I was really nervous because that's just not a thing that we discuss. Mm -hmm. So to be able to have that moment of like, I see you and I understand why you view the world the way you do, because it's also how I view the world. I think it was it was therapeutic for both of us. And it also continued to make me more in tune with like how I feel about things that happen around me. Because I don't think up until this point, genuinely, like up until I turned 31, I started to think about how I feel and not just like what I'm doing. And funny enough, actually, like a week ago, um, I was at a dinner and he was telling me about an interview that he watched where the guy says, before I turned 31, I never cried. And now I turn 31 and I cry every day. 
And that's how I feel a lot of the time. And I'm, it's sad that like both for me and even for my mom, I just think we didn't give our space or give ourselves space to cry or to be sad. I don't know what it is like to be sad. And so I'm now trying to like further embrace like what that, uh, what that emotion feels like. And I'm not sad right now. (laughs) I'm actually really happy, but it's, um, it makes me cry to think about that moment with my mom. So you heard what Taylor was going to say about her emotion with her mom, talking to her mom. Um, I'm going to admit that I'm not a woman. If you're a woman who listened to this, this is for you. This is for you. If you're a guy and you can relate that with your mom, which I personally do have a relationship with my mom. This is also for you. It is hard to bring up emotion when you talk about something. Going to therapy, go I mean therapy, yeah. Talk to your mom. Because it's very hard to bring out the emotion. And uh, I, I personally couldn't figure it out myself who I was. And still to this day, I try to figure out who I am as a person. But with Taylor Rooks and her relationship with mom was pretty much complicated. And she brought something at the end that she said that he was talking to a guy that at the age of 30, 30 was not, had never cried. But when he was 31, he started to cry more and more. And I'm 30. I cry. But when I get my 31 in, uh, what is it, in three months, in June... I still, I'm going to cry still because it's very hard to have a relationship with your mom, with a, with a mother in, in this world, you know, and, and also it's a journey, it's a journey for everybody, it's a journey for For uh, a lot of um, a lot of, a, a, a a lot of the the people around when we talk about um, um, anxiety, depression, and so on and so forth. This is great. This is uh, amazing that Taylor Rooks had to go through. So I, I, I will applaud her for that because it's very, actually we've seen it. We've seen a lot of emotion with the, with the woman in, in this current uh, uh, generation. 
also in this um um in the era with social media that everybody is vulnerable. Everybody's vulnerable, so I applaud Taylor Rooks for that. So we do have a, a eight minute left to talk about. Um, I gotta say this. I saw a lot of people complaining about Candace Owens going to Joe Budden podcast. If you don't know who is uh, uh, Candace Owens, who she is, she is a. Uh, I'll tell you, she's a a a, um, a conservative, uh, a political commentator, author, activist, and television presenter. And uh, I will say this, you know, even though people are complaining, I don't know when it's going to be releasing. I'll be honest with you, I don't know about my, I don't know about uh, when it's going to be released, but I'll watch their podcast. And give it my thought on it. And I would say this. Even though you might disagree or agree with her opinion, but you cannot ignore it. Because I do like, I'll be honest with you, I do I do like uh, Candace Owen, number one. Even though there's some uh her uh, thought, I disagree, but... Uh, But it doesn't mean I cannot respect her her opinion. But I, but I I will watch her their part Joe Biden podcast. If you don't know the Joe Biden podcast is Joe Biden Joe Biden he's a rapper former a rapper you know. And uh, that's it. That's it. So. We have like what six minutes left to talk about. So I left, and I was, we got six minutes. So I want to say this: uh, Happy birthday to uh, Hall of Famer Chris Webber. I am very proud to watch watch him when he was playing Sacramento Kings. And uh, and uh, and happy birthday for the former uh, Fab Fab Five. If you ever watch a documentary, go watch on ESPN Plus and so on and so forth. Now, since we have a lot of time, I want to say this before um, before I leave. I want to talk about a little bit one uh, uh, the the uh, the uh, the um, the two person got arrested. Um, uh, uh, this uh, I think it was uh, this week. Oh, uh, yeah, I believe it was this week. They finally arrested two person who got involved with the Jam Master J uh, assassination. Um, I believe what, what, two, what was it? What was it? Um, how many year he? I I don't know how many year he have passed. But wait, he died. 
Well, he died in 2002, 2002, so it was like what? What was it, 2002? 2002, like 20, what is it, 22 years um, um, after, his, after his death. So I'm glad that we, we, we found the two person who, got, who killed the Jam Master J so the family can really rest and be at peace. So um, I'm glad that justice has been served, but we don't know if if it is them. If it is them, God, Lord knows what they're gonna do with them. Now, I wanted to talk about uh, the free agents, free agency, but. But we don't have time. And um, the NFL's combat is still on. on <coughs> sorry. The NFL combat is still happening. It's still continuing. And there's a lot of NBA basketball, hockey. Uh, we didn't have time to talk about hockey. So I was just I got three minutes left. So let, let's talk about the Winnipeg Jack. The Winnipeg Jet quickly, um, just quickly because I don't have time. What is going on with the Winnipeg Jet, with uh, this low attendance? They're having a great season, but they, they but they're having a low attendance of people showing up in their in the stadium. So the oh, the oh, the chairman Gary Bettman had to go to to um. Winnipeg talked to their fans and uh and I'm gonna say this that the the uh the the, the fans should the fans should should uh uh uh, uh, uh attend more because you guys are having a great season. So I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what's going on with the Winnipeg Jet. Because if if they move again, it's gonna be over for the uh, uh Winnipeg Jet. So for a smaller market, but I will talk about it in another another time. Another time with the Winnipeg Jet. Sorry, Winnipeg Jets. <coughs> but um, I I mean, they, I don't want to see them move again because if they move, that will be the second time. So I will say this. Please, please, defend. Go see your team play, because you are guys in the playoffs. So that's what I gotta say. So thank you very much to uh, listening uh, uh, my podcast. If you want to follow me uh, on social media, on Instagram is Pascal underscore Mayala underscore fifteen. Same thing for Threads on um, on the on the. Um, X, formerly Twitter, is Belly versus Belly versus PMM. So you can see Pascal Mayala, Pascal M Mayala. And if you want to uh, listen to this podcast, um, go to Apple Apple Podcasts. You can listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast Manager. So I will say this: Thank you very much to listen to our podcast, and I hope everybody have a a great day or great evening
And I'll say this. See you next time.